Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Lincoln Live on KFOR FM 103.3, 1240 AM. We're glad you're here this morning. We're going to spend some time talking with Lincoln's Mayor Larian Gaylor Baird. Mayor, good morning. Good morning, Dale. And happy Earth Day to you, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and that's where we will start. I'm guessing that you have been green for a long, long time. I'm I'm a product of the 70s, and uh, so I still have a little bit of that uh, hippiness in me. And I am a green guy. We've driven hybrids for years and years and years. We do what we can to recycle, and we do what we can in our uh, daily lives to keep this planet as clean as possible. How about yourself? I get the sense that you, you, in your deepest part of your heart, are a green mayor. You know, um, I do care very much about being a good steward of our environment and what kind of a legacy we leave to our kids. And that really does go back to my own childhood. My, my dad had a garden, and we used to take our recyclables to the recycling drop-off site. And, um, you know, it it's just a part of how I was raised, but also, you know, at this point, it's become incredibly mainstream as we try to, you know, limit the costs we have to deal with people's waste. And um, it's wonderful to see how much easier it is to purchase items that are recyclable, to actually recycle items, and to play a role because it takes all of us to do that. And that leads us into the event from yesterday plans for green energy and electric vehicle use in Lincoln shifting into high gear. City and county officials uh, announced the formation of a climate smart collaborative with the mission to find ways to convert to sustainable green energy, cut greenhouse gas emissions, and create new jobs in green energy. What initially caught my attention, Mayor, is the 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 group holding hands for this. Not only the city, but public schools, the University mm-hmm. of Nebraska Lincoln. You have Lincoln Electric System. You have Lancaster County. All of that involved in launching an electric vehicle readiness plan. That was impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah, we know that we're going to be able to have a greater impact when we're working together. We have so many shared goals around this. And so as we are preparing for the future and trying to be ready in our community to take advantage of federal funds for electric vehicle uh, infrastructure and the charging stations need that make this a more convenient resource for folks. Uh, we're putting our heads together. We're thinking about how if we purchase vehicles together, we can save money for taxpayers and ratepayers, and just you know, really getting ready for the changes that are coming, just as auto manufacturers are getting ready for these changes. I had the opportunity to to visit Detroit with the U.S. Conference of Mayors a couple of years back and visit with Ford. And, you know, those folks are, they are really looking at making the transition. And I think truck owners everywhere are, are, are taking note of the new F-150 that will be available soon that's going to be electric. Um, you know, this is, this is change that's coming, and we're going to be ready for it. Mayor, the first charging station I saw was in 2007 in Portland, Oregon. And I looked at it, had no idea what it was. Why are people pulling up and parking their vehicles in front of it? And that was my first chance. 
and let's fast forward here. A lot has changed. You don't just wake up as a city leader one day and think, all right, we're going to start installing charging stations. Can you talk a little bit about the building blocks that are necessary to achieve this? Well, and I would want to acknowledge the work that that has been done in the community uh, for years on this. We've received other grants that have put charging stations in some of some of our public garages. You know those prized parking spots that are reserved for EVs um, as an incentive for people utilizing um, this kind of technology. And so there are building blocks like that, making sure that people can charge when they're out and about utilizing electric vehicles. Other uh, building blocks, of course, are making the costs of automotives cheaper and uh, more widespread, and that's the private sectors delivering on that. I mean, this is car auto manufacturers everywhere are, are looking to deliver effective, affordable, high-performing vehicles that are electric. Um, and, and looking where we can in the city, um, I signed an administrative policy last fall to direct all of our departments and uh, city city um, fleet to become more green so that as we replace old vehicles, we are looking at alternative hybrid, alternative fuel options, and ideally electric options, so that we can do our part to reduce greenhouse gas emissions that are, you know, affecting our quality of life if we don't take action to address them. Yeah, Ronnie Green brought that up, UNL Chancellor, a thousand vehicles in the fleet at UNL, and as it comes time to replace those, electric mm-hmm. vehicles will certainly be an option. So moving forward in a green fashion, thank you for talking about that, Mayor, on yeah. Earth Day. Uh, I was at the Civil Rights Conference, actually I was at the pre-conference uh, on Tuesday, and then the conference on Wednesday. I missed you there. Uh, didn't see you. We probably crossed paths different parts of uh, Innovation Campus. But uh, did you get a chance to hear Wesley Hamilton while he was in town? You know, I, I was not present at that portion of the conference. I was there in the morning to welcome everyone and to acknowledge the gift of his presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, his story is incredibly powerful. We've been so thrilled that he's hung with us through several postponed conferences and was able to come and speak about his story. It's so powerful. Um, the way that he is helping everyone to think about the inclusive nature of the way we um, develop our facilities, to think about that as, as something that serves and benefits all of us um, so that we are really making communities and services that we provide holistic and that we we aren't seeing them as just adjacent. So I, I am really, really pleased that he was able to come, and I, I know he was the star of the show. Pretty amazing speaker. His story, if you're not familiar with Wesley Hamilton, I would certainly recommend. He's from Kansas City, by the way. I would certainly recommend Googling Wesley Hamilton and hear his story. Shot twice in the stomach, I want to say back in 2014, and has gone on to create uh, a foundation, disabled, not but not really, is the name of it, and he is an inspirational speaker, talks about uh, his own uh, changes in life. He calls it a disability. I prefer to call mine just a change in life, Mm -hmm. and how you can look at it uh, positively. I've read an account where he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him, and I have my days where I certainly agree with that. So that's really inspirational, and it was a privilege to be able to speak at a panel in the the pre-conference phase of that civil rights conference so thank you mayor yeah for being thank you for participating dale it means a lot 
Mayor Gaylor Bayer joining me here on Lincoln Live. Mayor, very curious about uh, Ukrainian refugees in Lincoln. And this comes up, too, because back in late March, uh, the city and the county released plans along with uh, new reporting highlights uh, that would help immigrants in our workforce. But let's let's uh, slice and dice it. First of all, are there Ukrainian refugees in Lincoln yet? There are some refugees who have come um, not through the typical channels, but who are who are coming through Mexico to uh, Nebraska and other places through humanitarian asylum. And so we are reaching out uh, to talk to our partners in the nonprofit community about their situation and how we can assist from the city perspective. As you may know, the um, the more normal functions of our health department include making sure that newcomers and new Americans uh, in our community, as well as uh, our neighbors who have been here for a long time, have access to medical services. So finding dental home, medical homes for folks, making sure that they're up to date on vaccinations, that they are uh, attending to their physical well-being. And, you know, of course, then we also work with Lutheran Family Services and Catholic Social Services to support their efforts to help people establish new life in our community. And so um, that that work will continue. And and as we work with our federal partners to understand what the the process might look like through those channels in terms of assimilating and and resettling refugees, uh, we stand at the ready. Just like you don't wake up one morning and start to install charging stations around the city, a community doesn't wake up one morning and become a hub for refugees. Lincoln has grown into that responsibility. It's good to hear that some uh, Ukrainian refugees in need are uh, seeking out what Lincoln offers. Yes, yes, absolutely. And we we are a welcoming community, and we have many in our in our city who are prepared to help folks make a transition to a new life here. And we know that I mean, we have, we're home to maybe 30,000 immigrants and refugees here in Lincoln, and they play an important role in our economic opportunity and vitality and the cultural vibrancy of our community. So um, we look forward to doing our part to help ease their transition into uh, new life in America. Mayor, let's talk about what uh, many hope doesn't happen, and that is that our dry weather continues from the winter into the spring and stretches into the summer. Uh, the city is encouraging water conservation this spring and summer, that announcement coming just a few days ago. Uh, what would you like uh, citizens of the city to do at this point? Yeah, I think just be really mindful that unless weather patterns change, um, you know, it, we probably all have a role to play in, in managing our water supply going through the summer. And so uh, you can go to our website, lincoln.ne.gov, and you can look up sort of the recommendations of the Lincoln Transportation and Utilities Department. But, I mean, I think being mindful of how often you water your lawn, uh, all the kinds of things that you can do in your own home to, to conserve w- will be much appreciated as we look to manage through the summer. But, um, you know, stay tuned if, if there are other steps that need to be taken. We, of course, will be in communication with the community about that. Mayor, just a couple of minutes left. I want to go back to a portion of the last day of the legislature. Lincoln Senator Mike Hilgers mentioned that money is coming to help Lincoln look for a second water source. That is something that we have been in constant communication with the folks at the Capitol about. We want to make sure that 
they are well aware of the needs of Lincoln long term as we need to source a second, get, establish a second source of water supply to support the growth and vitality of our community. And so we are really pleased that um, that, that work was was uh, introduced um, through a piece of legislation by Senator Bostar and want to appreciate the work of Senator Hilgers and Senator Wishart and the rest of the Appropriations Committee uh, for identifying about $20 million to help us plan and purchase right away as we look to identify what our second source strategy will look like into the future. And, um, you know, it's never too early to get planning on that. Here's what you can do, folks, to conserve water in the city. Avoid watering on hot or windy days. We talk about that a lot. It really doesn't do you any good. Water during the early morning hours. You can aerate your lawn. You can mulch. You can raise the mower blade. Don't cut as much of it off. Reduce the amount of area needed for irrigation. When you transplant and remodel your landscape, go to drought-resistant or maybe different types of landscape that don't require watering. There's a lot you can do, and you can find out about this on the KFOR news page. You can go to KFORnow.com, just do a little bit of searching there on the news page, and you'll find some more tips on how to conserve water. Lincoln's Water customers have done it for a number of years. Mayor, I'm going to let you go again. Right. Happy Earth Day to you. Well, happy Earth Day to you too, Dale, and I hope folks will come out to Innovation Campus on Saturday from 10 to 2, and there'll be a, a lot of free um, family activities and displays and food vendors and entertainment. It'll be event. Thank you, Mayor. Mayor Gaylor Bayer joining me on Lincoln Live. Thank you.